Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail. We're mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I'm Gary Ware, your host. And today I'm honored to have on the show captain of the U.S. Marine Corps, it's Zerbin Singleton. Welcome to the show, Zerbin. Uh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, I was honored to see Zerbin speak at San Diego State University um, over the summer. He spoke at the LIT College Tour, and as soon as I heard his story, I had to have him on the show and uh, just to share the word with um, all of you guys. Now, before we hear Zerbin's story about how he was able to overcome adversity to get to where he is, Zerbin, just tell us a little bit about what you're what you're currently doing in the military. Currently, I am a uh, H-1 Zulu Cobra pilot in the Marine Corps. I am stationed at Camp Pendleton with HMLA 369, the gunfighters. I just joined the squadron. I used to fly 46s, and I just transitioned to this new helicopter. So uh, still learning the ropes. It's constantly, constantly studying, staying on top of the game. Awesome. And so for us civilians, what sort of um, uh, aircraft is that? that you're currently working on? So it, it is a attack helicopter. It has two pilots. Max airspeed is 200 miles per hour. It can carry, uh, has a gun turret as well as missiles and rockets. Awesome. And the craft that you flew prior to this one was pretty historic, is that correct? That's correct. Today, this year it turned 50 years old. Oh wow. Uh, Flew in just about every conflict since Vietnam, and I had the honor of being the last pilot to be trained on it. So that was that was pretty cool and historic. Wow! All right. So so now that we know a little bit about Zerbit's current uh, situation, let's jump back and talk about how he was able to overcome adversity to get to where he is now. So Zerbin, if you wouldn't mind, just take us back and just tell us your story. So I was born in uh, Anchorage, Alaska when I was born. My mother was addicted to drugs, so I was premature. My heart was beating too fast, but eventually I grew into a uh, healthy young uh, baby. But I'm growing up with my mother because of her addiction. I've seen different things like domestic violence. I've, I've seen her uh, get beaten things. There's also times where we were homeless, uh, where we lived in shelters, might live in uh crack house or maybe shelter for battered women and there's times when she's been in and out of jail and I used to go live with her sister which was my aunt or my aunt's daughter which was my cousins and eventually she went to the jail uh, for a couple years and I moved on to Georgia to live with my cousin. During that time I had never met my father and I actually got a chance to meet my father when I was 15 and when I met him, it was all about having that positive attitude and full of forgiveness. And that enabled us to grow and have a good relationship. Gotcha. So during, oh, keep going. And so while I was in Georgia, uh, during high school, I started Excel. I had set my goal on uh, being a pilot. With that goal in mind, I had to do well academically because I knew my parents didn't have money to send me to college. So I started to get all A's uh, in high school. I was class president 
Um, doing extracurricular activities, community service. I was team captain on the football team, state champion in wrestling. And a week before I'm supposed to graduate from high school, I've already been accepted to the Naval Academy. I'm hit head on by a drunk driver and I break my collarbone. Wow. Because I broke my collarbone, I could not go to the Naval Academy. And the only other college I had applied to was the Air Force Academy. So it was back to what, what to do now. So I went to Georgia Tech. I, I told them my circumstances, and they let me enroll a couple months later after the deadline. Uh, went to Georgia Tech for a year. Eventually, I transferred to the Naval Academy the next year. Walked on the football team, made it. Major in aerospace engineering. And May, to, May of 2008, I graduated from the Naval Academy with a Bachelor of Science in Aerospace Engineering. Becoming the first male in my family to graduate from college. And I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Marine Corps with a follow-on training to be a pilot. Wow. Um, that is just <laughs> remarkable. You you hear about people that feel just because of their past and the things that are put onto them, they just give up. And you did just the opposite of that. And one thing I remember when I heard you speak you had an acronym that you lived your life by. Can you, do you mind talking about that? So, so the acronym is, I like to say, uh, you can go far. And that far is an acronym, the F and FAR stands for faith. A big part of my life, or the major part of my life and why I've overcome so many things is my, my faith in God. And then you have to have faith in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, who else will? If I, if I didn't believe I could be a pilot, or I could go to college, or I could do good grades, or... I could be a star on the football field, then why would somebody else? The A stands for positive attitude. It's, it's all about having that positive attitude. If you wake up every day hating life, hating your job, wishing you do something else, I mean, man, that's, that's how your day is going to be. But if you wake up full of life, knowing about the opportunities there for you to, see, to, to seize, then, I mean, that's how your life will be. And the R stands for reaching because you have to constantly reach for your goals and work hard at it. And as long as you're reaching and working hard at it, and knowing that you don't have any limits, and ultimately you will go far. Uh, that's that's great, and yeah, I feel the same way. It's for myself, especially if if I don't have that faith and live a positive attitude. You're absolutely right. You're you are what you think you are, and and I truly believe that. Now, just going on to just more about you and the things that you do. Um, growing up. You've seen so much stuff. Can you really talk about any sort of mentors that you've had along the way that's helped guide you? I think when I was younger, um, when I was living with my mom, I used to go to the Boys and Girls Club growing up. And I know that that caught me, kept me out of a lot of trouble. Another thing, my family when I was young, um, they, were, they were always always there for me. So if I wasn't living with my mom, then... Uh, Maybe my aunt or my sister or, or my cousins was, was another another uh, place where I could go live if my if my mom uh, went somewhere or she went to jail. So that was always always a great mentor. And then I think just my faith. Uh, I can remember as far back as I can remember is my mom teaching me how to pray. So my faith was always always a big thing as I. I got to, as I played football and sports, my coaches, they were always great mentors for me, especially in high school, uh, my wrestling coaches and my football coaches, and eventually some of, even some of the teachers, they, they become mentors to me. 
That's great. Um, and just moving on into more of your professional life, you've excelled so much uh, from college, you know, into the service. Can you really talk about for a moment about how that has translated into who you are now and that the learning that you've gotten just being part of the, the Marine Corps and and just working with your, your fellow um, uh, just uh, core mates on how that's translated to who you are now? I think everything that you face in life is going to be the building block to making who, who you are or who eventually you will become, whether it's good or bad. So everything I face, whether it's good or bad, I've, I've taken it as a learning opportunity. Whether even good leadership, you're, you're going to be under some good and bad leadership. But you learn from that bad leadership so that you don't become that bad leader. So being at the Naval Academy, they call it a, a leadership a leadership is a faculty or a leadership, a leadership laboratory. And while at the Naval Academy, you see good leaders, you see bad leaders, and you you adapt your own type of leadership. You know, I mean, especially from reading books, seeing uh, great leaders in action, and that helps build your leadership. So in the Marine Corps, I think it is the ultimate, ultimate leadership because you may have to give an order to your Marines that they know may cost their life, but because they believe in you and what you do uh, and because you, they know you have the, the best interest in hand for the nation that they're going to willingly go and do what you say. Gotcha. So uh, to me, that's the ultimate form of leadership when somebody will follow you to their death knowing that they will die, but ultimately it's for a greater cause. Gotcha. And I can only imagine that just going through that you had to overcome a lot of fear um to get to where you are can you speak to maybe some some things that you had to do recently that you just had to just dig deep and and just uh persevere recently i think the the biggest thing is i mean studying I, yeah i had to sacrifice a lot of time studying everything about the helicopter i fly and now because I'm in the uh, attack, I'm a, I'm an attack helicopter now. I have to know all about the other helicopters that can other helicopters that can come against me or other weapon systems. So it's constantly you're constantly studying, and it's it's just a balance of time that you're making that sacrifice that you have to study. Now gotcha. before you called, I was studying, and once we get off this podcast, I'll be going back to studying until I go to sleep at night. Gotcha. So that. that that's just a big, big challenge because I mean a lot of a lot of my peers who aren't in the military. I mean they're going out on the weekends. I, I go out sometimes, but I'm not getting the chances that they doing stuff like that. Okay, sounds good. And you know, at your point now, um, you know, do you feel like you've you've reached your your top, or are there still goals that you're trying to achieve? Oh yes, there's 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 plenty of goals to reach. I I feel like I'm no nowhere near the top. I mean, my ultimate goal is still to become an astronaut. But um, as well in my military career, since I'm flying these new helicopters, there are lots of more qualifications to get. And I mean, I, I plan on staying in the military until they kick me out. So right now, I'm just an O three. You can go all the way up to O ten. So I'm I feel like I'm at the bottom level. Gotcha. 
still working your way up. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, can you just uh, take us through a day in the life? You know, you have so much stuff going on, and, and I'm curious to see how you're able to balance um, studying and, and your active duty and, and all of that stuff. So like a weekday or Yeah, a yeah, just a weekday is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so our flight schedule, we get a weekly, but our schedule comes out daily. So if I flew, I might find out the day before that I'm flying tomorrow night. So I might come in tomorrow at, at noon because there's a certain amount of time we can come to work. We have a crew day, which is 12 hours. So one day, maybe I'm flying night. Maybe the next day I'm flying day. But besides besides my flying, I probably right now, because we're, we're low on aircraft, I only fly maybe uh, once a week. So if I'm not flying, I have a ground job and I work in operations. And right now, my main job is, is writing, writing the flight schedule or facilitating other people writing the flight schedule. So besides that, I mean, um, unlike other units, like ground units, their PT is incorporated in their daily work life. But because of uh, the wing, the air wing, Marines are uh, usually separated into day and night shifts. And because of their work, it's, it's upon yourself to go PT. Gotcha. Usually uh, on Mondays, we have fog walk, which is where we walk the flight line of where our helicopters are. And we're looking for any kind of trash or anything like that because if we get ingested in the engine, uh, a tiny screw can cost us a multi-million dollar engine to be replaced. So we do, uh, that's the first thing we do on Monday, 7.30. I'll probably get up at 6. We do that. Uh, our CEO will talk to us. Depending on the day, we have several meetings. Um, if it's my turn to uh, either write the schedule or help somebody else write the schedule, if not that, there's, there's something to do. There's never a day where I go to work and I'm like, man, what to do? There's always something to do. Gotcha. Hopefully sometime in there I, I venture out to lunch and there's no there's no set time that I get off. It's when it's when the work is done. Or if um if we have a big flight coming up or a big operation coming up, then we're usually helping the other pilots get ready. We're in mission planning, we're uh doing stuff with maps, we're getting briefs ready. So it's just it's just a dynamic workplace where it changes every day. Gotcha. And then usually after I get off work, usually I leave, if it's a daytime work, maybe around 6 or 7, then I go work out, get home around 9 or 10. Wow. Busy day. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, I want to take a moment and jump back and, and really get into the mindset of, since we breezed through it, right when you were in high school and that moment when you were struck by a drunk driver and you essentially you worked up to that point and then it just anyone else i think would have just given up could you take us through what was going through your mind and, and how you were able to persevere and and pivot and modify your your uh, plan of attack to keep going so i, I can remember the night pretty vividly um we had a our high school used to hold a, a talent show for the whole county in Georgia, and it used to be real big. So after that, we went out to IHOP with like my best friend, uh, my cousin, I think uh, my girlfriend was in the car behind us. And I didn't even see the car, I just heard like a split second, my cousin, he, he like screams. And then next thing I know, 
I, I come to and I like I can't really get out the car because it's so squished towards me. And uh, I finally am able to get out and I see you hear the guy. He's like, y'all are trying to kill me. You tell that he's drunk. You can smell liquor coming out of his car. And I was pretty mad. Now, I kept trying to go over there to fight him, but I kept, I kept, uh, just like I couldn't really stand up. I kept just falling down. Yeah. And then I noticed my cousin. He was, um, he w- he had a, a pretty deep gash on his chin, so it was uh, bleeding pretty profusely. It was raining, and then my my best friend in the back seat he had a he had a cut on his leg. And so I mean it was it was a lot of anger, and because I I was actually. And trying to fight the guy, I could just never, I could just never make it to his car. I just, just kept falling down. And so at, after that, um, I, I didn't. At the scene, they they took my cousin to the hospital by ambulance, and we met him at the at the hospital. And I, I didn't even know I had broke my collarbone at the time. Um, I just when we got there, I was like, yeah, my, my shoulder hurts a little bit. That's when they they took a X ray, and it was it was like broken in the half. At that time, and then, so I contacted the Naval Academy. I, I told them the circumstance. They was like, send us x-rays and stuff. And probably, I don't even think they got the x-rays, really, but they told me that I, I couldn't attend that year. Say I do some stuff, but uh, we'll consider you next year. So, I, I mean, I really, I was like, man, what am I to do? Uh, I mean, I, I've gotten to the school. Everything's paid for. Um, I'm going they they've been kind of recruiting me for football. I love to play football, and so I mean I, I I prayed about it, and and my sister, my older sister, me and her, we, she helped me draft up a letter, and I went down to Georgia Tech, and and they admitted me. Wow! So I went to Georgia Tech, and and uh, I mean it was just the biggest thing was just keeping that faith and and, and letting God guide my way. Wow, yeah, it's so remarkable. Um, like I said, so many people would just take that as a as a sign to just give up, but you just keep persevering, and um, I, I I think that's so remarkable. Um, cool. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to jump into the lightning round, and we're going to ask you a number of. Uh, rapid-fire questions just to see uh, you know some of your hobbies and backgrounds and stuff like that uh, so just hang tight and we'll be right back sounds good hey breakthrough cocktailers let's face it staying competitive in this fast-paced world requires you to always be learning however taking in-person classes can be time-consuming and costly lucky for you there's Udemy Udemy is an online education marketplace that has thousands of courses from world-class educators They have classes that will teach you how to program a WordPress site to classes on improving your happiness. Classes are very inexpensive, and more importantly, you can do them on your own time. If you're interested in learning more, go to BreakthroughCocktail.com slash Udemy. That's U-D-E-M-Y to see a few of our favorite classes. All right, welcome back. And I have Zurban Singleton of the United States Marine Corps here and we're going to jump into the lightning round and before we do that it wouldn't be a breakthrough cocktail podcast without finding out what are you what are you drinking is there anything that you're drinking at the moment Zerbin? Uh, right now I'm, I'm just drinking water I'm on this this bodybuilding diet for this next month but uh yeah I'm drinking water awesome yeah for myself I'm just drinking some uh Lipton iced tea nothing Sounds fancy here 
Uh, my wife got it for me at the store. She's trying to get me to not drink as much sugar, and this only has 120 calories, and it's, you know, not too bad. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's jump into the lightning round. First question here in the lightning round is, Zerbin, what was your very first job growing up? My very first job was when I was five. I was self-employed. No way. I had one of those little Jeeps, those electric Jeeps, and um, I wanted a bike. So my parents told me, my aunt, they told me I had to raise my own money. So at five, I ride around the neighborhood in my Jeep and sell cookies and popsicles. Nice. And did you just get it from the store and just sold them just like a door to door? I actually made the cookies and uh, I bought the little popsicles. Nice. And did you make enough to get the the bike that you wanted? I did. I did. Awesome. Uh, Hard work pays off at a young (laughs) age. Uh, next question is, did, uh, what did you, when you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? Cause I know you mentioned astronaut. Was that always what you wanted to be? Nope. I, I remember being little, wanting to be like a fireman or a garbage man. I used to wake up and watch the garbage man whenever he would come or a policeman thing with man I wanted to be. <laughs> nice. Uh, so speaking of which, at what point did you want to become an astronaut? So it was when I, when I moved to Georgia um, so around fifth, sixth grade, we had a career fair, and that's when I was researching what I wanted to be, and that's when I discovered an astronaut. Nice. And speaking of astronaut, um, do you feel like if um, you know if the space program develops, you'll have a shot at that? Um, what's that? What is that path to becoming an astronaut? So, paths of other Marine Corps astronauts are usually usually their pilots. Uh, sometime in their career, they become a test pilot. And then sometime after that, they, they apply for NASA. It's all about um, getting more degrees, getting more experience because, I mean, really, it's, it's the top of the top. It's the odds of becoming an astronaut are uh, even less than getting into the NFL. Wow. So um, it's constantly building your, your resume. And, and what a lot of people don't know is, like, some of the astronauts, although they are uh, astronaut, they're still active duty. And that's their assignment. Gotcha. Well, wish you luck. Thank you. Um, so, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. Are you a morning person or a night person? I am a morning person. Probably more because I have to be and I hate wasting time. <laughs> I hear you. And being a morning person, do you have any rituals, morning rituals that you go through on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I, I get ready pretty, pretty fast. I I wake up in 20 minutes, I'm out the house. So I brush my teeth, shave, wash my face, put on my uniform, feed the dog, and I'm gone. Awesome. Uh, what kind of dog do you have, by the way? I have a pit bull. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, he back here asleep. Awesome. So two more questions uh, for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, first question is, do you have a quote or a series of quotes that you like to live your bi- life by? One of, one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Martin Luther King. I usually end when I speak. He says, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. And I, I really like that quote. Um, one, of my, one of my personal quotes is, trading the path of adversity leads to the destination of your dreams. And I feel like I've, I've lived the life of that. And a recent quote that uh, an admiral said when he was speaking that uh, really, really uh, dug deep and made me want to be better. He said, he said, Admiral Pons, he said, let your average be better 
than the average person's best. I was like, man, that's that's pretty cool. That is. Yeah, that's so deep. Awesome. Um, last question of the day, then I'll let you go, is if you can give our listeners one tip of something that they can do to help them find their passion and live a life of their dreams, what would that be? You have to do what you love and what you love, and it has to be according to the purpose that God has placed in your life. And if you're actually doing what you love and using the gifts that God has given you, you'll never work a day in your life. Ah, so true, so true. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zerbin, for, for being on the Breakthrough Cocktail Podcast. And before I let you go, how about you take a few minutes just to let everyone know how they can get in touch with you and anything else that you got going on right now. Definitely, definitely. So I have a website called www.youcangofar.com for my my acronym FAR. There's videos on there as well. I'm on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. My Twitter and Instagram are Zerbin, Z-E-R-B-I-N, and my last uh, letter of my First letter of my last name, S, so Z-E-R-B-I-N-S. Also, uh, I work with a lot of a lot of different groups in the community, like Big Brothers, Big Sisters in San Diego. So definitely, we're always looking for mentors, but especially male mentors. And even more, they're always looking for uh, Spanish-speaking mentors. So all you have to do is go to Big Brothers, Big Sisters, San Diego, and just Google it. All, we always need more mentors. Another organization uh, I work with is the National Naval Officers Association, and we're having a uh, our annual scholarship golf tournament coming up, and it's to raise money for our scholarship. This year, we gave out $12,000 to uh, high school seniors going to college. Ha- uh, at least 50% of our scholarships go to uh, military dependents, so it's excellent. It's a great time. We have great prizes if you want to come play. There's going to be a hole-in-one opportunity. There's a couple $500 gift certificates you can win, um, silent auction. So it's going to be a great event, and it's a board camp Pendleton. So if you've never, never been on base or you've never even played golf on base, you don't have to be a great golfer. It's just come out and have fun. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include links to all of those in the show notes so that if you're interested in that, you can find all that information. So once again, Zerbin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And for everyone else, uh, that concludes another edition of Breakthrough Cocktail. And until next time, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the Insider Newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.